I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. You heard it. I'm singing. I'm singing in 2023. This year... It's got the potential of life changing for a lot of people. And I think that, again, we've kind of sat back. Maybe we said it. Maybe we stayed on the sidelines. Maybe we've played really, really small. Fuck it, man. Time to play big. So today, and you're welcome, we are going to be talking with Ashval. She is an emotional intelligence educator. Curious, I am. Not really sure what that means, but here's what I know, that perhaps she's going to give us some insight as to how to unfuck ourselves. I don't know. I'm ready. So with that, I say, welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Your intros are fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so excited. There is a lot to talk about, but I don't even want to get sidetracked or anything. Let's start. First of all, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Oh man, that's always such a loaded question, but I know that's why I love it. (laughs) If we're going emotional (laughs) intelligence direction, I'll give you the cold notes. We'll, We'll skip through a lot of things, but I really started being very curious about the body very early in my life. I grew up with my dad and he was in a wheelchair. So he was paraplegic. So I knew Mm -hmm. out the gate that life was just different for me. And I didn't realize so much later that I watched everybody. I watched everybody do Mm. everything because I was like, how do you wash this dish? How do you clean that? How do you put Mm. that away? How do you lift that? How do you put that together? Like everybody did things different than what I was being shown at home because obviously my dad had to do things a bit differently. And so that just really kind of catapulted me into being very curious about the body. And then obviously watching my, my dad, his health deteriorated very quickly. And he ended up passing away when I was very young, like just out of my teens. And so like, I knew the body was important. So I had all of this knowledge, but being an elder millennial, I didn't have access to the internet. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I just had all these questions, but didn't know how to ask them or even like really any clarity on them. So I decided to go to school. I became a personal trainer and I did Mm -hmm. that for about 12 years. Cause in my head, I was like, oh, like personal training, like if I eat right, sleep and exercise, then that should be good. Right. But then adorably, (laughs) as I go through this and actually start working with real humans one-on-one, I start to realize there's actually so much more there. I had clients, you know, have emotional episodes in a session. So like that could be anger, that could be 
shame. That could be sadness, like just these huge emotions just out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa, they did not train us for this in school. Like what's happening? So I was like, okay. And this happened enough times that I was like, all right, there's, there's something else going on here. Hmm. And so just my curiosity always just peaked on things and like watching people's postures, their body language paired with their stories that they would tell me. And I'm like, oh, well, this like, you know, this is adding up. And why does that person heal faster from an injury than the other person, even though technically they're kind of like same category-ish. And so I just, I just got so much more curious. And the underlying question was always like, who am I? I was always trying to figure myself out. And just paired with this like mirror that I would have for my clients, I just dove into everything I could find. And so like that's every holistic avenue you can think of. I went through all the anatomy stuff, anything I could get my hands on. There's probably a dozen things that I tried (laughs) and everything had like a time and place Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I appreciated the resonance in it. But now it's like I found two modalities. So subconscious imprinting technique and body dynamic. And those two really brought it together and that has, that's honestly been my life is just figuring this out. Like, what does it mean to be getting to that spot? Right. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a human? What is it like? Who am I? And mm. can I change? Can I be better? Can things be better? Yeah. What's the answer? What's the answer? I think the answer is an emotional intelligence. And this is like coming from somebody who very naively and adorably was like, you know, the world can be a better place. Let's make the world a better place. Like, you know, that whole Joy found here. Uh Uh-huh. I do know that place. But how do you actually do that? Like, how do you do that? Like, how? And in all of my years of doing this, it really has hit me in the last year or so that it's like, it is our responsibility and it is our own emotional intelligence, which is going to help us with that responsibility. And that is how we make the world a better place. We can't change other people. We can't change the macro without changing the micro. I don't want to say I have the answer, but I think I'm pretty close. I think I'm pretty close with this. I think that the fact that you knew you were on a journey at a really young age, that was kind of the incredible part of the natural curiosity of the child. And then when you realize you're a little different because people did things differently and, you know, they didn't have the adaptations, obviously, that your family needed for functioning. Your eyes were you like you were just so wide open. Something else from when I was younger, too, is like I've discovered that the words that we say to ourselves are very important, like our internal dialogue ah. and how we speak to ourselves. And so it's curious because when I was younger, growing up with my dad, like it was not a great situation. Like it just wasn't mm-hmm. for so many reasons. And I remember just thinking, like, it has got to be better than this. That was the emphasis. In, like, it has to be better than this. Like, it has to be. And that really drove me for a long time. Like, just it has to be better. It has to be better. So I kept seeking what better could be. And then as I, you know, get a bit older, a little bit more educated, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, how much better can it be? And oh, how much better can it get? And so like this question kind of evolved and the inflection changed on it a bit. And so it's just, it's been curious that that's just been a question since probably like seven or eight years old, like just this, like, oh, how much better can it be? Like, it's gotta be better to like, how much better can mm, it get? And there, it's just, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's crazy how powerful those words are and how it has kind of evolved over the years too. And when you say it that second time, you just have that feeling that you're at the apex, you're on top of the mountain, you know, your Mm. arms are extended over your head, your heart is open, and you're like, this is really good, but yeah, bring it on. Dreaming big is literally a skill that needs to be learned. I remember plateauing because like my dream growing up was I want to pay my bills on time. I want to use a grocery cart when I go shopping. 
and I want to put a full tank of gas in my car. Like that was the those were the measures. Yeah. And I was just like, if I can do that, I am living life. Yeah. Well, I got there. And then I was like, and then I completely just was like, because that was it. I didn't know what to do. And then I knew that it was like, okay, well, let's let's take the next level. I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. It was such a weird place to be because it's just like something like that feels like it should be natural, but it's really not. It's a learned skill. And so I love that there's exercises and stuff out there and like people do that because it's something that needs to be practiced. So when you talk a lot about self-talk and I think self-talk is just a piece of what we need in addition to a thousand other things. You said earlier that you... Yes, you were a trainer, you learned a few things, and they all served you, all of Very the much. things that you sought and learned and and maybe at the time thought, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. Yes, yes. And then you realize, no, no, not this. You know, like it's almost Goldilocks. It's not this one, not quite right. But again, I took this piece of information or knowledge out of it to catapult to the next one and the next one. And what I love about that is you're not stuck, nor are you identified by what you happen to be making a living at at that moment. Well, I mean, I was always kind of doing the personal training, the other stuff Mm -hmm. was like on the side. Mm -hmm. And then I got into massage therapy too. But yeah, the constant search was like, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew I would find it when I found it. Like I would just, I knew I would know when I found it. There we go. Sounds like the secret of life. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it was wild though. And like, because like I say, like my clients would have these emotional reactions, right? And so I started in and amongst of my Google searches, I got real creative with it and would put in like emotional significance. And then I would put in a specific muscle. So I had like on myself, I have this one spot that whenever I would sweep, it would just seize in my back just the weirdest thing, only sweeping. I was like, well, this is bizarre. So I'm like, what's going on here? Like my back is totally fine. Otherwise. So I put in emotional significance of serratus inferior. Now, unless you're an anatomy person, it's just like, mm. what? Mm-hmm. what is, That's what a Latin that, word. Right? I knew it's, that. It's, That's yeah. it. It's not a common search, but then that's where I actually found body dynamic because they had this whole emotional resonance of this muscle, the stage of development, what happens, what happens when there's a disruption. And like, there's this whole article and it basically covered the body. And I was just like, I was so lit up. I was like, this is what I've been looking for. So like, I knew, I knew I'd found it. It's very, and it has a name and it has everything that you were searching for. So Delvin, tell us a little more. So we have these emotions that we may or may not be good at revealing. I think we might be gold medal winners in suppressing. Yes. We're going to just keep that one on the inside and carry it around for a lifetime or so. Why not? (laughs) Indeed. So talk to us about just what you've discovered as far as what emotional intelligence and the way it has an effect on the body. And then we can go into like specifics. First, you need to have self-awareness. So you need to be aware Mm -hmm. that you're even triggered. You need to be aware that like something doesn't feel quite right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you might not be able to like completely identify it, but you know something's not lining entirely up. So then there's self-awareness. And so when you have that awareness, that's when you can start asking yourself questions like, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What is going on? Kind of thing. And then as that progresses, that's when you can like manage what's happening. So to be able to understand what's going on inside through the awareness and educating yourself on emotions, you can really start to decipher what is being experienced. Cause like you say, like, we're so good at suppressing, right? 
And very often we suppress one of the more major emotions. So there's seven main emotions. And so one of the ones we like to suppress a lot is anger or sadness. Those Mm. are the two really big ones that we just like shove down. And then usually the opposite is the one that we have way more of. So if I'm suppressing a lot of sadness, I'm probably exerting a lot of anger. I'm probably like short fused, short tempered, like a little like not easily time, triggered, but like, yeah, like mm-hmm. a little bit more easily triggered, a little bitchy, like, yeah, a little bitchy. Okay. <laughs> and then if I'm suppressing a lot of anger, I might be a little bit more sad, a little bit more melancholy because it's okay. just like, it's so much. And it's just, it probably wasn't allowed to be expressed mm-hmm. the anger, so it gets suppressed mm-hmm. even more. And then there's just this sadness in like not being able to kind of be so when we can start to identify like what emotion am I feeling and where do I feel it in my body? And like, what is it bringing up a memory? And like, does it have anything to do with what's going on in my life right now? Is there an incident that happened that triggered this kind of thing? Like you can start having this internal dialogue conversation with yourself and being able to put words to what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. where you can have some management over what's happening. Cause then it's like, now you're in the know. Right. So now you have like the awareness is going on and you're like, okay, I recognize this. And it's like, I know when this happens, I can do this to self-soothe or I can do this to help manage it. Or I can do, do you know what I mean? Like you, you have your toolbox that you can go to now. So when you have your self-awareness and you're starting to be like, you know what? I, I seem to like snap every time someone, you know, mentions that event or whatever. And then your awareness is in the form of it can be in journaling it can be like how you're trying to identify and put the words because believe me i know i've got a few triggers in my life and i go right there you don't have to wait to pass go i am down in a second like just say somebody's name or say something and my swim it just gets turned right on and i'm aware I'm very aware of it, but it's still such a hot topic Mm -hmm. for me. And I do try to like, okay, let's not go, you know, over the edge so quickly, but it's for me, years and years of carrying it. And I think talking to a lot of different people on the podcast, and I think that also brings it a little more to the forefront where I've got to do something. I've got to wash it. I've got mm-hmm. to, you know, just come to terms with it, say things out loud, and then I can go on. We're getting close. We're definitely getting close and and working on that because it's not serving. That's one thing I do know yeah. that it's that it's so not serving. So you have your awareness and you do perhaps identify every time this trigger might come up. Do the different body parts represent the different emotions where they're held? Yes and no. <laughs> Depends. I like so I have I have a body map I like to use that really does break mm-hmm. down the emotions more. So when mm-hmm. you mentioned shoulder, typically like right shoulder pain is mm-hmm. associated more with guilt. Left shoulder pain is associated more with shame. So mm-hmm. then it would be like, okay, like what am I maybe feeling guilty about that I didn't realize I was feeling guilty about? Or what am I maybe feeling ashamed of that I didn't know? Right. So it's like you can start mm-hmm. asking yourself those questions with the awareness that does pop up. So let's say you are triggered in a moment and it's a trigger, you know, maybe you do know it, maybe you don't know. It, you're like, oh, the mm-hmm. best thing you can do in the moment is just acknowledge it. Like, wow, mm-hmm. we're feeling really triggered by this new thing. Or like, wow, we're feeling really triggered by this thing again. And so just acknowledging it. And then this is where like the self talk really comes in. So it's like, Trigger comes up. Maybe it's that old one that you're just like, oh my God, it's Mm -hmm. still here. But it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm getting triggered again. Like, I recognize this. It's like, isn't that so cute? 
that this still triggers me. Like, let's journal about it later. And like, have that as the internal dialogue. Cause then you're acknowledging that it's there. You're not shaming yourself for it happening. It's Mm -hmm. just like, oh yeah, it's back. Yeah. I can feel that. But then saying something like, I'm really cute that this is happening again, or isn't that adorable that I'm getting triggered by this. And it seems kind of silly to use those words, but it's so much better for you to use those words. So it's like, I acknowledge that this is happening. I'm sorry. We're going through this. We got it though. Let's talk about it later. And then later when you go to journal, like that's where you can really reflect. And it's like, okay, where did I feel that rage? Where did I feel that anger? Where did I feel that trigger? Like, was it in my heart? Was it in my gut? Was it in my head? Was it like, where Mm -hmm. did I feel it? And then you can kind of start dissecting it from there. But to do it in the moment is just, that's too much. And I think just acknowledging it as opposed to let my anger and my frustration get up bigger and over it. Almost Mm -hmm. like, let me just wash this one away. Let me yell a little louder and slam another door, whatever it is. Or shove it down and like ignore it. Absolutely. Versus we'll continue this later. Okay. And then that makes so much sense. Well, because then, really, like, then the yeah. mind and body are acknowledged, right? Right. Then the, right. the mind, the body, whoever is reacting, we don't know in that moment, <laughs> whatever's going first, it's acknowledged. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like this is absolutely happening. I get it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it later. Like promise, promise. And then make sure you do it though. Like that's the thing you have to follow up with yourself. <laughs> so you find what you've been searching for, for now, the whole connection. And now how are you finding people like me? What am I Googling when I'm like, I really got to work on my anger issue, or I really have to work on this hundred pound piece of luggage that I've been dragging around all my life. What am I going to put in my search bar that is going to lead me to you? My struggle. Emotions, emotional Mm. trauma, emotional resonance, egos, emotional intelligence, self-talk. I think trauma also, I think that word has definitely come to the forefront in the last few years where people Mm -hmm. are realizing, getting help, talking more openly about it again, shedding a lot of the shame veils and things that perhaps we were you know raised with and obviously don't ever air your dirty laundry out or anything like that and meanwhile now people feel safe enough to video what happened to put it in a blog to post it on up to tell their story and it's so important to be heard absolutely i have like four pillars i like to live by mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. like integrity dignity mutual connection and mutual benefit And connection is one of those things that like Mm. every human needs, like we Mm -hmm. need connection to survive. And it doesn't have to be a huge group of people, but like somebody at least. Right. And so when we share our stories and we share our pain and our struggles and how we overcame it or how we're still stuck in it, it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. But as we share those, that connects you. And so I think that, yeah, these last few years, like COVID really helped us with that locking everybody down. We had no choice but to deal with our shit. <laughs> so it was like all, all at once. Every, oh, the, yeah. So, so there, it's like there was no FOMO because no, everybody we was in, in the same place. And in the beginning, don't you remember how much fun all the Zooms were like <gasps> to yes. see a face? Oh, my exactly. goodness. It was so much fun. And now like, it's like, oh, <laughs> totally. And like the, the impact it has to not be socially connected and even just wearing the masks, like not being able to see people's faces, like that loss of connection, like that was really hard. So yeah, I think people coming out and just sharing their stories and just speaking whatever their truth is or whatever they want to say, like that is what connects us. And it's really cool that it's like, there's so many different ways to do that now. 
So how does the ego play into this? Because I think that, yeah, like, ooh, we get all excited. <laughs> not for anything. You know, most people can do a really good job talking themselves into something or out of something. And mm-hmm. is that, I'll say, really them? Or is it the ego that's keeping them safe? Like, don't take any chances. This this is our lane. Come over here. We know what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. What's your... Well, that would be like uh, an ego protection mechanism. So, mm-hmm. Kay, are you ready? Okay. Ego is, a, ego is a big deal. So there's two different <laughs> kinds of ego. So we have our ego aspects. Okay. And then we have our ego functions. Okay. So the aspects are, there are five. So we have like the me ego. This is our reptilian brain. This is fight or flight. Mm-hmm. This is one that we mm-hmm. don't really have access to. Mm-hmm. The next layer out is our body ego. So do we have awareness of our sensations, our needs? Do we know our own rhythms and cues, like when to eat, when to sleep, when to drink, when like all of those Mm -hmm. things, like Mm -hmm. we have that. And then we have our individual ego. So who am I? I'm somebody who enjoys raspberry toast, but not strawberry. I am somebody who likes this. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who doesn't like that. And then we have our role ego. And this one often can get confused into our individual ego. So our role is who we are and what we do. And then we have our observing ego. So our ability to be outside of ourselves and observe what's happening within. So these are the layers of ego. And then within that, we have our ego functions. So like our positioning, how do we see the world? Our boundaries, Mm. our social connection. There are 11 of the ego functions. Those are where our protection mechanisms come in. So it's Mm. like if something happened at a younger age, whatever it is, Mm -hmm it will trigger something in that ego function to defend you. So yeah, like that path, it's like, it looks so shiny and new and I'm really called to it, but I'm terrified. So I'm going to stay in this lane over here because it's what I know it's what's safe. That's what the ego Mm -hmm. does. It it literally protects us. So it's just a matter of really kind of tuning in and like going through those layers of why do I feel like this is the better lane? Why do I feel safer here? And is it okay to just dip a toe maybe? Like, let's just try Mm -hmm. this. It's a lot of back and forth and it's a weird internal struggle that can happen. But ultimately, if we look at our egos, they're literally our best friends, like they're there to protect us. And so sometimes they just overstay their welcome because they haven't been told that it's like, hey, you've done your service. It's time to go kind of thing. So with that, I kind of want to just delve a little into, I mean, this is just so touching the surface on everything, boundaries. Hmm. And I wonder if, I guess boundaries were they always there? I'm not really sure. Or maybe I wonder if in this social media world that we live in, where people can hide behind a keyboard and just type away and feel the need to just say some things that perhaps they wouldn't say to your face mm-hmm. if there was going to be dialogue required. But how do you set a boundary to say, you know what? That's not okay. Back it up. Not today. Well, boundaries, essentially, they're created when you realize that there's something worth protecting. And to have that, you need to have self-worth. You need to know your value in it. So Ah. let's say somebody is trolling you on one of the medias. Mm -hmm. There could be a couple reactions that it could really just like hit you like, oh my God, like, and it just sends you spiraling. And then the other action is just like, nope block delete. Like it just, it could be that easy. Cause it's like, that's not worth my time. That's not worth my energy. I know I'm worth so much more than that. Like, like it just, it's not even a question. It's just like, no, but you need to have that internal value of self to be able to really stand up in a boundary and you need anger to enforce that boundary. And so that doesn't mean you go out there raging against somebody. Let's say you said something to me and it kind of crossed a boundary. And I was like, oh, you know, like, 
it would be kind of nice if you just like didn't if you didn't do that please like you'd be like okay whereas if i'd be like listen you can't do that that's not appropriate i won't accept that you're gonna be like oh okay you'll accept that a lot more because there's a little there's a little anger in that there's a little conviction right so like Mm -hmm. we need our anger to enforce our boundaries but we also need to know that we have the worth in ourselves to have that anger to create that boundary I love that and have never heard and thought of it in that way with those parameters. That makes so much sense if, once again, we start with one of the main reasons I wanted to talk with you today is it's about the self-love, the Mm self-care. It begins with us. So knowing I have something to protect does make it a hell of a lot easier Mm -hmm. to be like, and I'm always one foot the hand. Totally. With the stop sign, like stop in the name of love. Like, absolutely not. Exactly. Funny that you do that though, right? You put your hand up and out and like that stop, like motion. Uh That activates your tricep. Your tricep is your, is a boundary muscle. Like it's literally one of our muscles we use for boundaries. And it develops. So it starts when we're a bit like when we're babies, we kind of like push away, push away. Right. right? Uh And that same push away translates as we get older into different situations. So like that stop, like that putting your hand Mm -hmm. out and like extending, Mm -hmm. like that's you're literally flexing your boundary muscle. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny that you did that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, I'm, you know, like just don't hear what I'm saying. You really need to stop a moment and gather yourself. So we have our awareness. We find and we might discover that we do have things worth protecting. And maybe then we're going to find a voice that can stop and retrain people. Using your anger isn't just like raging against somebody. It's speaking with an authority about yourself, like a grounded authority that is just like, no, this is not a negotiable for me. So are there some exercises that we can improve our muscles with meaning our when it all begins with us Mm -hmm. and maybe you didn't hear it a lot growing up and maybe it wasn't like um I forget the movie that Eddie Murphy was in but I do it all the time with my son hurt you didn't have someone clapping for you Hercules Hercules but you can be your own cheerleader what are some ideas or exercises to just like us, just uh, you know, let's let's work on us. And how do I get myself a little stronger? Okay, I have a couple. So one is the self-talk one. So just bring awareness to how you are talking to yourself about mm-hmm. things. So like, for example, I missed garbage day. And when you miss garbage day, we got two more weeks. And I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. I could have been like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I missed garbage day. Like, ah, oh. mm-hmm. but instead it's like, oh, I am adorable. Like, that's really cute. And like, I know I said this earlier on in the show, but Mm -hmm. like those Mm -hmm. two words, adorable and cute will take you so far. And let me tell you, sometimes you're really adorable. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) right? That doesn't matter. It's what the subconscious hears, right? right? The subconscious doesn't have a sense of humor. It doesn't hear tone or inflection. It doesn't care about that stuff. It hears the words. So when Ah. I say I am so adorable or I am so adorable, I left Uh the lights on in my car and it's dead again. Like, uh-huh. like, that's really yeah. cute. That's like, really cute, isn't right? it? Right. <laughs> like, I'm still like upset about it, but I'm not yeah. berating myself. And so my brain is just like, oh, that was cute. 
Like, okay. Like, ah. so like it feels really silly at first to say them out loud or like say them out loud or even think them. But I encourage you, like that is probably one of the most cathartic things. And if anything, it's going to make you laugh. And it beats mm-hmm. the, you know, here, my go-to is, you know, like, are you just an idiot? Come on. Mm-hmm. And, and me, and, and yeah. I'm, you know, the student of, and I've been, I know I have all the tools. I know I write, I journal, I'm so kind. Oh, what I say mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely going to try Please those do. two go-tos for and sure. let me know because it is it's a pretty quick change too. And depending kind of where you're at with your self-talk, it can be kind of like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was so mean to myself. Mm. Like it can be really kind of sad. So if you find yourself in that kind of sadness, like, wow, like I'm so mean to myself, just give yourself lots of love. It's like, I mm-hmm. used to be mean to myself. I'm right. changing now. Like I'm evolving. Okay. Like, Look, you know, look how cute I am now. Of, yeah, like yeah. look how cute we are. Like we didn't know for so long. We we were yeah. so adorable. We had no idea we were being so mean to ourselves, right? So it's like, they're silly words, but it goes a long way. So that's one. The other one is, is like for self-love and like the boundaries we we're kind of talking about. When I was talking about the egos, like the body ego and the individual ego, literally taking, let's say like three minutes each or just pick one. I don't care. I don't like giving like prescriptions on it, mm-hmm. but just like take mm-hmm. time. And just sit in silence or move around. Actually, the body one's not good or not bad to move around. And just what do you sense in your body? Like, Mm. oh, I noticed like that my toes are cold, but my hands are warm. Or, oh, I noticed like my tummy just kind of gurgled. Maybe I'm hungry. Like we're not looking for anything because a lot of times when we sense in, it's like we're looking for that pain spot or we're looking for the, you know, something Mm -hmm. fishy. Literally just sit with it. Like, oh, like I can feel my hair on my face. I can feel, you know, my headphone like on my shirt. Right. So like, because with that body awareness is going to bring you more awareness of self. And when you have awareness of self, you know, you're worth more and you know, your needs more. And when you know both of those, you're going to set a boundary. Like it's just going to be a lot more easy, if that makes sense. And then we pair in with the individual ego. So just get curious about who are you? So again, take that three or four minutes or whatever it is. And just like, who are you a person of? Like, I am a person who enjoys taking my dog on a walk. I am somebody who does not like flying. I am somebody who loves this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be serious is what I I like to really teach too. is like, this doesn't have to be heavy all the time. It's just curiosity. And like, I am somebody who loves comedies, but I am terrified of horror genre. Like, Mm -hmm, right. So it's like mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. finding those pieces of yourself. Cause then when you understand your identity better, and then you pair that with understanding what's actually happening in your body at any given moment, Pair those two together. Like you have a very sound understanding of who you are. So that just creates like a place of love. Cause like, you're going to set boundaries. You're going to just, you're going to meet your needs better. You're going to have a better rhythm in your needs. So like I say, air, water, sleep, food, Mm -hmm. the basics, like you're just going to be so much better at taking care of yourself because you're in tune with yourself. And like, what better self-love is that? What better self-love is that? God, I knew it would be good. I didn't think it would be this good, but it was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. This is, it's just a new word to a couple of keywords, great takeaways, some really, really good bullet lessons. And isn't that cute? Adorable. Isn't that cute? Isn't that adorable? Take those two words and just incorporate it. And let's see where this goes. I'm definitely going to, because like I said, I'm not very kind to myself and I would never talk to others like I talk to myself. And I am now going to find everything cute and adorable. 
I'm regardless so of if I, <laughs> if I, you know, I might be, you know, saying it through the grid of my teeth and that's mm-hmm. fine too. I might be a little sarcastic and that's also a little snarky as I've been accused by a few. Uh, and that, and it's cute and adorable. I love, I can only, I mean, right away you feel the ease of it. Like mm-hmm. it just almost diffuses whatever the overreaction is to begin with. And that's the thing with a lot of this work is like, it's so obvious when it's obvious, but it's not until it is. Mm. And it's the simplest things that make the biggest difference. Like the big revelations and the epiphanies are amazing, but like, it's the little things that are just like, "Mm." yeah. And you know, the ones that just make you sit back and you had a few that made me stop right there. Let's (laughs) we've, we've got, we've got repeat that one for me, please. We've got some tattoos to take with us in a good way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And where is everyone going to find you to learn more about body namics, about Ashval, about all of your well, teachings? Talk to us. Where are we going to well, find Body Namic, you can just Google it. And I highly recommend okay. it. If you're at all curious about um, muscular psychotherapy, body namic mm-hmm. is amazing. Subconscious imprinting technique is another one that I really, really do love. You can also Google that. But if you want to find me, your best bet yes. right now is on Instagram. So at the Asheville on TikTok at the Asheville at and, the so yeah, not the just Asheville. at Asheville at Asheville the, was taken randomly so I had to be damn it so <laughs> at the Asheville not and then not the other thing, one <laughs> same thing on YouTube is uh the Asheville if you just type that in the search bar uh-huh. you should find some stuff but yeah mostly on medias I'm kind of at an in between and creating things so I'm hoping for the spring I'm gonna have some programs ready uh, some Excellent. mini programs micro programs so I'm gonna have oh. a whole bunch of stuff but I'm just really I'm just sitting in it right now and letting letting it see like, what, what it like. evolves to. I appreciate that you shared your time with us and that she's just in the she's in the process. She's in the process moment right now. And I can't wait to see what's going to come out of it. Well, thank you Very so much exciting. for having me. I had a lot of fun. This was great. And thank you, everybody. Another year crazy. And this is 11 episodes away from our 100. Like, it's crazy. This is our 89th episode. Dream come true. Thank you. Dream come true is all I can say. (laughs) And with so much great things in store and on the calendar. And I love the support. I love all of your comments. I know there's going to be definitely some. Hit that website, joyfoundhere.com. And until next week, everybody be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.